0: This episode of Voices of the Elephant is brought to you by SiteGround. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans. I'm your host, and my special guest today is Ms. Samantha Quinones. Did I say that right? You got it right on. Okay. I, I was, I've been practicing it because I listened to our previous um, episode <laughs> and I was like, I, I think I've been saying that wrong all this time.
1: <laughs> I I
0: well, I'm glad I did. Hey, um, as I mentioned, we talked back in 2014 at ZenCon 14. And um, that's, it's been a while and you've changed jobs and all this. So let's catch up a little bit before we start talking about your ZenCon. Tell us what you're doing now.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm managing uh, the payments infrastructure team here at Etsy uh, mm. in Brooklyn. Yeah, so um, uh, we're managing it. So back-end platform team, we manage the payments platform here, so uh, handling all of the uh, incoming credit card purchases and uh, dispersing to the sellers, where Etsy's a two-sided marketplace. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, essentially, we move the money. We we, we, we move the spice.
0: <laughs> I get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Etsy, I know what Etsy is, but I don't follow it that much. But if I'm not mistaken, Rasmus is actually working with y'all, right?
1: Yeah, Rasmus is is here. Um, uh, talk to Rasmus uh, pretty, pretty frequently on Slack. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, uh, Rasmus uh, works on a lot of our big sort of infrastructure, PHP infrastructure. So we're a PHP shop uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and works on like a lot of our uh, big PHP infrastructure. Uh, projects here. So we recently just uh, upgraded to 7.1. Oh, a big, nice! A big effort for a, a big uh, for a big company like us. And once they uh, legacy I say, that, a that, that had to have been... 0005, but yeah, um, but yeah. So we we just got everything up on on seven point one, which is really really exciting for us and uh, and Rasmus um, and uh, some other folks here. Will Gallego, which some people you may you may know, will uh, worked really hard on making that happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, the. it's easy it, to me, uh, well, anything, nothing in y'all's situation is going to be easy because you've yeah. just got such a huge infrastructure, but the move to seven, one is either going to be very easy for people that have been keeping up and are current on 7, or it's going to be very difficult for those who are um, moving from one of the 5 version. I, I was talking to a company recently that's still running 5.3 and they want to move to oh, 7, wow. I'm like, oh, man, that's going to hurt. But it's not impossible. It's just you. Yeah. You got to step very carefully when you're when you're doing that.
1: Yeah, it definitely was a it was a smaller a smaller job than upgrading to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah.
0: Now uh, you run a you manage a team. Now, of course, you managed um, a team at AOL, but you you were doing a lot of hands-on coding as well over at AOL, right?
1: Yeah, at AOL, I was a, I was a, a principal engineer, so I didn't actually manage anyone. I was uh, okay. in, in the technical leadership uh, track, and uh, now I'm I'm not doing real work anymore. I I do mostly management stuff.
0: Hey, okay, um, I I got to stop you there because <laughs> the managers guild the handbook tells you you're not allowed to say that. Okay.
1: <laughs> I keep forgetting yeah. it's a secret. No, I I moved over to to do more people management stuff, which I had been doing prior to AOL, uh, and I'd really missed. Yeah, uh, miss doing it. So, yeah, I I manage a team here. Um they're really fantastic engineers I love working with them.
0: Cool. Um, I, I really love managing smart, developers. People. Yeah. It's it, it's um it's almost as fun as coding. Um uh, but you know just helping people along with their career and um you know putting together bringing a project together and stuff like that. that to me that is that's time well spent in my book. So, yeah. um let me let me ask you this: uh, What's the most fun part about managing that you that you're doing?
1: I mean, really, it's like watching someone um, someone who's having a, so, a difficulty in some area of their career and coming to coming up with a plan, hmm. uh, and then watching them, you know, like exceed all expectations and get to the next level that they want to be at. Uh, so I think it maybe scratches the same sort of problem solving itch uh, that writing code does, um, but on a different on a different scale. Humans yeah. are a little bit more, more complicated and, and weird.
0: Just a little bit, yeah. No, <laughs> but um, just knowing you and hearing you talk about it, I am absolutely positive that you're a wonderful manager and that your people love you. Um, because I, 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 like I said, I know you and I, I just I can see the, the, the skill set necessary to be a good manager. Because you know, anybody can be promoted into manager, but it takes a special type of person to actually excel at that.
1: Well,
0: thank you. I, I hope I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, before, uh, we, we, I want to talk about your um, ZenCon talk, but before we do that, I want to sp- give a shout-out to our sponsor, SiteGround. See, every website needs hosting, but not all hosts are the same. Now, if you're looking for a solid and secure host for your website, your web application, or your web store, check out SiteGround. They're rock-solid technical people. They're easy to people to work with when it comes to support, but more importantly, they're fun people to be around. Now, if you run into them at a WordCamp or a PHP conference, stop by the booth and talk to them, you'll see what I mean. Now, when you're ready to select the host for your next web app, check them out. You can find out more information about them at SiteGround.com, and make sure you tell them that Cal sent you. Okay, I am going to ask you about your talk, Samantha. Okay. Um, it says Keynote, Samantha Kinos. Um You can either explain what you're talking about, <laughs> and we can talk about it, or you can say it's a secret, and this could be a real short podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not a secret, uh, I'm giving a talk about uh, sort of the history of engineering and how that led us to software engineering and why the engineering that we do, uh, in our day-to-day lives is so important uh, for the, the future and uh, the growth of our society and our economy and uh, for our kids and our grandkids and, and their their future so we're, we're oh, really Please tell me this is right.
0: your new revolution talk.
1: It is my new revolution talk it's a, oh, a, a bit um so, so the the industry has had some interesting uh, some interesting moments in the last year, and, and I'm, I'm trying to highlight some of them. Um, yeah, so it's, it's updated. It's all new for ZenCon, so this is the first time I'm giving this version of the talk. Uh, but oh, the same excellent. general theme uh, carries forward about sort of our responsibility as engineers and, and honoring where we came from in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. The, I saw you give a, a version of this at Tech. What was it? A couple of years ago. It was and... uh,
1: yeah, tech, tech 16 maybe
0: yeah that was the 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 one in St Louis We have the casino night where I really stunk up the joint um being a blackjack dealer uh, <laughs> Everybody wanted to play my table because everybody basically just won i I was playing calvin ball, not really blackjack but, um I saw you give it to, uh at, at that and I was just absolutely blown away i mean i've I've seen you talk in several different conferences on several different continents and um you know, it's always a pleasure, but uh, that talk has always stuck with me, um, and I, I can't wait for the the ZenCon um, attendees to 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 get a hold of it.
1: I, I appreciate that. It's it's a it's a subject that's really um, important to me. I I really feel like our profession. Um, I I don't think too many people have a chance to be part of a generation that gets to define a whole new a new uh, profession and software engineering, computer engineering isn't going anywhere. It's probably, you know, it's as important as, you know, uh, generations ago the first development of like steam engines and things like that and created this industrial revolution um, has really defined sort of the way that that we live and and we're like the first generation or two uh, of people working on this entirely new type of technology that's going to change everything about the way we, I'd say live, but I think that's too small a term, like the way that we experience Ourselves and experience the universe um, is is yeah. going to continue to be colored by computers and by software.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, you know, I'm old enough to remember back when the, the pre-internet days when you know I was doing I was building applications, but it, it was a totally different thing. And then the internet came along, and I'm like, ah, you know, is this thing serious? And I knew it was serious. I knew it wasn't a fad when I saw a Toyota ad and it had their domain at the end of the, the ad on TV. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, we're, we're we're serious about this now. It's time to get on board. <laughs> so, but it seems like since then, everything has uh become, it has software in it now. I mean, it, our, not only just our cars and our phones, but I mean everything you turn around. My, um, laundry room my 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 clothes washer and my clothes dryer yep. have software in them now and they talk to my network and the the possibilities for a software engineer to me have never been greater
1: yeah i mean if you think about like the i guess like a lot of us who 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 do engineering we we do like, agile or do kanban and these are things that come from manufacturing and and mm-hmm. it's a whole other topic that i won't get into like my sort of feelings about these types of um Uh, development methodologies, but they come from trying to solve a problem in manufacturing that we don't have. So, Like, if you make a design, a bad design in manufacturing and you've already created the dyes and the tools and all this stuff to build to manufacture that design, you're throwing so much money away um, if it doesn't work out. But for us, like, we have this we have this amazing privilege to just go and change the code and push again and, you know, we can iterate so quickly and it's so much less expensive. So, um, you know, it makes sense. You're gonna build a, a washing machine um, build as little of the functionality into the mechanics of it as possible. You kind of sort of create a generic machine that does the movements that you know you, that, that it needs to move. And that way, uh, if you find a way to do things better, you update the firmware. And now you have a better washing machine without having to ship a new unit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, there, there's lots of downsides, I think, that come to it. Um, the more things we have that are computerized, especially the more things we have connected to the Internet, that's... Um, you know, more of an attack surface for people who want to do nefarious things with the internet, but uh, on the balance, it's, it's a tremendous thing for us, like we, we get to have um, a much faster pace of innovation that we would have without them.
0: Yeah. I read an article, uh, I think it was last year, that talked about that exact same thing you you just mentioned, attack surfaces. And the entire article was about how, um, and I forget the brand name, but one of the brand names of light bulbs that were out there Mm -hmm. were vulnerable. And there were so many of them in use in Paris that it could be used to bring down the Internet in Paris. And and nobody thinks about that, you know. one of my most popular tweets in the past week or so was a quote from uh Chris Pitt that you know the s in iot stands for security <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no it, it's a it's a great point though i mean like it, it, we don't we don't have any security on a lot of these devices yeah. um, and i it, it's a it's a legacy i think of so like I, I i'm getting getting on there in my career too and i i definitely was writing code before the internet um we didn't have to think about security in the same way.
0: No, we didn't. Um,
1: and I think a lot of us who are now the sort of the the senior and staff and principal engineers or the managers or directors of engineering at a lot of companies um, have not been as quick to ditch that mindset as we really need to be. Um, so we're very much like, how can we solve this problem? How can we bring a really cool product to market? But then we're not taking that extra step of how can we make sure this device that we're putting into someone's home and connecting to their home, uh, mm-hmm. their home internet is not going to harm them or give somebody the ability to harm them. And, and that step is so important. Um, and I'm I just not seeing it happen enough that people are thinking about that, so like...
0: Yeah, well to me the wheel has come full circle. I mean, I remember the early days of the internet when, you know, hey, we can send email from point A to point B. Nobody thought, hey, I can send a million emails to random people. They just were pleased that we could do it. So yeah. security wasn't really that important. We just wanted to be able to do it, and that's the way IoT to me looks these days: is early days of the internet.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. So you know, it's amazing that we have this device. You put it. You buy this thing from Google and you, or from Amazon. You put it in your house, and you can tell it to play music, or mm-hmm. ask about the weather, or you start your day by asking, you know, what's my first meeting this morning, uh, and that's amazing. But. Uh, like I think, as humans, like we bring these things into our home and we trust them implicitly because we say, well, why would a big company put something that's dangerous in my house? And <laughs> um, you know, it's not that it's not that anyone at these companies is doing anything malicious. They're just not thinking, well, what are all of the possible ways that yeah. you could use a device with an with a hot microphone in somebody's house to get private information about them, or exactly. to monitor whether or not their house is occupied and they've gone on vacation and now it's a good place to to, to rob. So I like, think it's that extra step and, and having the sort of defensive uh, almost paranoid mindset when you're shipping products about how people could abuse them as well as use them
0: yeah and a lot of us don't yet have, have not yet developed that I know my I'm a, I'm starting to develop mine um, I have an Amazon Echo Dot and it stays wrapped in tinfoil and in the freezer when I'm not <laughs> actually doing development so you know just can't <laughs> trust it enough so
1: yeah, we
0: yeah, haven't I, quite. Uh, yeah, haven't quite gotten to that point yet. Yeah, well, you'll get there. You know, yeah. comes <laughs> <laughs> with age. You, you get old and cantankerous like me. You start doing stuff like that. Hey, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us here on Voices of Elephant. Before I let you go, um, regarding ZenCon, what's the one talk that you're looking forward to seeing yourself?
1: Yeah. So uh, Edward Bernard is is giving a talk about uh, Cold War supercomputing. I, I went and actually looked on the website because I could. It's a lot of long title and I couldn't remember. It's Big Iron PHP Lessons from Cold War Supercomputing. Uh, hmm. I saw a talk that he gave at Tech on a similar topic where he was talking about the um, uh, where he was talking about uh, some like o- other uh, early computing technology and he. It was just fascinating and I love the subject and I love the way that Ed talks about it. So I'm really pumped to see that talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a great guy. I interviewed him back in June at Cake Fest and just released it uh, I think last week, week before last but um, he's fascinating he really yeah. is so yeah. um, great guy to just um, sit down and talk with and if you're going to be at ZenCon make sure you find Ed and do that just sit down and talk to him he, he's a fascinating person okay I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on Voices of the Elephant. Um, from a community standpoint, thank you for everything that you're doing for the PHP community because you contribute so much. You're at conferences all the time speaking and I know everybody says oh but you know you get free airfare and two nights in a hotel but they don't really understand the hours and hours it takes to build a good talk and I know keynotes are even more difficult so thank you for everything you're doing.
1: Oh, thank you it's always a pleasure.
0: And for everybody else, thank you for spending some time with us today. And we'll see you right next time, right here on Voices of the Elephant. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, No Derivatives, Share and Share Alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the Nominate link. The URL is VoicesOfTheElephant.com. Elephant is, of course, spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.